Hello, uh, my name is Colleen Getty, and we are here for the Journey of a Story series with The Room to Write. And today we're speaking to Eileen Doyon, and we're going to find out how she writes, what she writes, and uh, a lot more about the nonfiction writing genre. So, welcome, Eileen. Oh, thank you very much, Colleen. I'm very honored and excited to be here. Thank you very much for the invitation. Yeah, we're so excited to have you. Yeah. And we're going to start out how we often start out is just to get a picture of. What does what does you writing look like? Uh, so you know, where do you write? How? What's your method of writing? And sort of how did you get started into writing? Any of those, wherever you want to start ahead. off. Okay. Well, I'll start out with, uh, first of all, I never intended on writing a book in my life. And my dad uh, passed away in, of uh, lung cancer in 2011. And that was very devastating to me because I was really close to my dad. It really just tore my heart out. And I had lost a couple of my uh, members of my family back in the 80s, and I don't think I ever had an opportunity to really grieve. Mm -hmm. I just kind of jumped into my career, and, and that's what I did to kind of get through that. But after my dad passed away, I knew I was bad. And I was smart enough to know that that was bad. So what did I do? As I Google searched, you know, what to do. Mm -hmm. And they said to journal. And they said, start a journal. So I started a journal. And I did that for about two weeks. And then because of my personality, I said, you know what? This is boring. It's not enough for me. What else can I do? Sure. So I said, OK, Danny, my husband, I said, I'm going to write a book about my dad. And then he's looking at me, and I said, OK, you and I are going to be the only ones that read it, right? And he says, <laughs> yep, exactly. And I said, OK. Well, my dad actually had, um, he was in World War II. He quit high school when he was 17. His, he became a Marine, and his boots hit Iwo Jima when he was 17. And he was there wow. for 31 days out of 36. And um, he you know, served on foreign soil for about three years in World War II. And, you know, they were part of the greatest generation, and they never talked about the war. We never talked about it. I never, I'm embarrassed to say that I didn't know my father was in Iwo Jima until a few months before he died, be going through papers. So the military is very dear to my heart. My husband and I are peace greeters in Portsmouth, New Hampshire where we live. So I said, you know what, Danny? I want to do a dedication or a tribute to my dad. Mm -hmm. And if I feel like this, there's got to be other women that feel the same way. Mm -hmm. And so what did I do? I reached out to my friends because all the um, girls that I went to high school with we were all the same age. Our dads mostly fought in World War II. And they were thrilled. And I, um, so I, I got their stories. I, I put uh, you know, outline together, and the so feedback you asked them I got for their stories as well. For their stories, okay. And the feedback that I got from them was incredible. They said, you know what? I knew that my dad did this, but everything was scattered all over, and mm -hmm. now I've compiled it in a book, and I can give it to my grandkids. I can give it to my relatives. And I said to Danny, you know what? I think I have something here. Mm -hmm. And um, right, and this was supposed to just be a, pro a healing project, selfishly for myself, but for other right. women as well. Um, and plus tributes to our dads, which was incredible. And had all their dads passed away, so yes. this was sort of a, they had to, how did they get the stories? Did they know the stories already, or did they have to research? Did they have to ask relatives? A little you, of both. Yeah. Well, a lot of both, because um, sometimes, because they never really talked about the war in that generation, mm. you had to go out and you had to do some research and digging, which I did with uh, one of my cousins for some additional information on my dad. 
and I think that's what made it so good because unfortunately in the world sometimes we don't do things or put things together until something negative happens and then mm -hmm. we're kind of forced to do things right. and it was just incredible. So what it, was that process for you? Like how did you gather, what was the gathering process like? Talking to your relatives or did you actually have to go do research with the military records and things like that? Or? Um, Great question. What I did for me is I had one uncle that was still alive. He died um, actually six months after my dad did, but I reached out to a couple of them. I got um, information from his records that I had found, mm. and I put that together. And then the other thing that I did, I don't know, I, I want to say I was smart enough to do this, but I thought, okay, they it's not going to be 2,000 words per person. So mm -hmm. I kept it to like around 1,000 words. And 1,000 mm -hmm. words isn't that much. It's a mm -hmm. lot, but it's not. And we collect, I said, okay, well, let's get photographs of our dad. And if we had him, you know, what branch of the service, how long did he serve for? You know, what did he do after the service? What would mm -hmm. you say to him now, you know, mm -hmm. um, after, you know, gathering your information? So mm -hmm. I just kind of went with it and it That's just great. flowed. And, mm. you know, and I reached out, you know, social media, mm -hmm. you know, to my friends. And I even had people that I didn't know. I had a couple people that I was just friends on Facebook with that actually wrote a contributed story in my book. Wow. And it was great. And then, like I said, I got so much feedback after that. I had, um, I mentioned my uncle passed away six months after my dad. Long story short, um, my grandmother always had a chandelier over her dining room table. It was packed in a box in a corner. Mm -hmm. And after my uncle died, I just said, you know, I'd like to have that, you mm -hmm. know, from his wife, my aunt. And so I had a check with um, an, one of my uncles and my cousins, and they said, no, we want you to have it. So I just remember that piece from family relatives of, you know, the Italian, the hands mm -hmm. are going. And, <laughs> uh, you know, and I can just see everyone sitting around the table. And I said, if I feel this way, Colleen, about a keepsake, there's got to be other women that feel the same way. Right. So I did the same thing but I did it with keepsakes. We had, the stories were incredible. We had one uh, woman, she was in her early 30s, she only had 12 weeks to live. She went out and bought her five best closest friends a plate, I'll probably cry, yeah. you know, with a saying on it and yeah. gave that to them. So, you yeah. know, I had one, one woman that wrote about that. Um, I, had, um, I had a little girl, eight years old, write about her grandfather. And yeah. just, you know, it. It just made people feel good. It was very inspiring. So yeah. after those two well, What books, a wonderful way to heal in a healthy way, mm -hmm. too, that is a sharing, which exactly. often when we're talking to writers, it, it is an isolating uh, until you do share it. But this mm -hmm. was sharing while you're writing. Exactly. So what part of that, how did that help you uh, just even hearing these stories that you compiled? It helped me in a lot of ways. It helped me to heal. It helped me to give me direction that everyone wants to write a book. You can, mm. everyone at some point in their time, some point in their life will say, I should write a book. I want to write a book. Mm. You know, you hear it you, with right. the people that you're connected with, I'm yep. sure. And, you know, you have some people that have written a book and that it's stuck in a drawer for 20 years <laughs> and then they pull it out. It, it's just something that people do at mm. a certain particular time. So, I said to Danny, you know what, I really give people an opportunity, everyday people, to write. Right. You know, you don't have to be, um, you know, David Ortiz who wrote a book after he retired from the Red Sox, you know, everyone's going to buy his book because mm -hmm. we all have things to say. And there is something so healing and so um, 
inspiring about writing, like how they told me about journal mm -hmm. uh, to feel better, because you can make a post on Facebook. Right. It's not the same when you pick up a pen and you write from your heart. So what's the difference, do you think? The difference is because there's more heart. I think it's deeper when you mm -hmm. write it. It was deeper for me because I, part I have written a story in every one of my books so far. <clears throat> and um, I think that we have a lot of things that are uh, hidden or buried inside of us. Mm -hmm. And I think when you have to pick up a pen and you have to start writing, it's so different than than this. Right. Each one has a good purpose, don't get me right. wrong. But I think that we, especially in the world we live in, I think we're missing the personal touch. Mm. I think people are um, longing for that. I hear it all the time. And the comments and the, the notes and the feedback that I get from people that that thing, and it's not me, uh, you know, it, right. it's, it's, it's the, the goal, my mission, mm -hmm. that, that thank me for having them have the opportunity to write. You know, right now I'm gathering stories for my next book, and I'm getting stories in, and, and the emails, and the messages, I, and the phone calls I'm getting are just inc That's incredible. Awesome. And so, and I really like your, um, the idea and the digging between uh, the journal writing and, you know, it is sort of ironic that in this online world mm -hmm. we are putting so much information out there and, uh, you know, is, is that censored? I mean, right. is it that your, your journal writing isn't self-censored, right. that you feel like you can really write whereas maybe you're thinking, do you think there's sort of a layer of, you know, censoring that you're doing when exactly. you do, when you post something online? And I think because it's so personal, that the theme <clears throat> that, I, that I choose is so personal, and I have some people that will say, like I usually just give people an outline like to help them get going because mm -hmm. I really want it to come from their heart. Right. And, you know, and I had one woman I remember, Jeannie, and she said, Eileen, she was writing a story about her mom at that away <clears throat> and that was very difficult and challenging for her to do mm -hmm. and she says I just can't do it and I said Jeannie it's not a job you have to do this you know you can't just say okay I'm gonna pick up a pen and write right now just right. you know you've written so you know mm -hmm. you can't do that you have to write when it comes to you mm -hmm. and I said you know it might be like late at night it might be early in the morning it's not a have to job mm -hmm. just think of your mom and just say you know ask her to help you along and it will come to you and it always does mm -hmm. you know it always does and I think you know you have to admit your part that you're playing is mm -hmm. even though you're saying it's not a job you have to wait for the uh, inspiration mm -hmm. you're providing that uh, mm -hmm. end to that to exactly. the means to the end exactly. which I think a lot of people do need and so I think that the service that you're providing is uh, you know right when you want but Let's go. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, and do and exactly. people do need that. You know, they, they need that we incentive, need and I think kind that's of a little kick in the butt sometimes amazing. to get us yeah. going. You know, and that's okay. That's the way we are, because you know right. what, life's out there. You've got this going and that going, and all these other things, and all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, one more thing I have to do this. Right. But if you want to get things done, you always figure it out, because mm -hmm. we all have 24 hours in a day. We just right. have to figure it out. And you know. so, um, so it started out as journal writing for mm -hmm. you, and so that a lot of those journal entries, do they make them into the book, or do you do sort of a separate sit down and now this writing is for the book, and sort of walk us through what's the process? Like, mm -hmm. do you uh, critique it with a group? Do you uh, run it by people? Do, do you go through a million drafts, or mm -hmm. is two, three drafts it, or <coughs> what is the actual process of the writing that you do? Um, 
let me know if I'm on the right path okay. of your question. And also, what's the process for receiving the writing from right. others? Do you, you know, how do you, I'm sure it's hard to say, eh, do you need to reword things? Or mm -hmm. uh, how does that, you know, I mean, it is, it it's a whole different uh, way with, with such sentimental stories, too. Um, what I do is um, I do one book a year. And what I generally do is I start in January, right after the holidays, because no one, you know, especially living in New England, you know, what do you do? But I've actually had people from eight different countries that have written my, my, in my books. Wow. And, um, you know, and I actually ask people, I, I, um, I get a lot of referrals now, but I, I look for people and I just trust my gut and say, I, th I think this person might have a story that would go along with what I'm doing. So I, I ask them, I, you know, I always get a date, you mm -hmm. know, of when I'd like to have it by, give them an outline, um, have them check out my information, and then sometimes people will send me a draft and just say, you know, what do you think? This is, am I on the right path? Mm -hmm. And it is challenging sometimes, and I have had to do it. Um, but it is a business and it is for them and it's for the person also that they're talking about. You want to make sure you're paying honor you know, to that person whether they're alive or, or past depending mm -hmm. on the theme of the book. Um, and people are okay with that and I think they appreciate it because I'm representing, you're writing in my book, I'm mm -hmm. representing you. So I'm, I'm representing all these people. So I gather the information, I go through um, I go through the stories and everything myself. I have a marketing person. My first four books, I had a self-publisher. So that was a, an experience, a whole story on that experience. Right. And then because of my personality, I wanted more control and I wanted, when I wanted things done, I wanted it done. <laughs> so I decided I have a marketing person that works part-time for me and I said, gee, you know, do you think that you can do this? She said, we'll figure it out and I, do, I go through CreateSpace now. Okay. So what we do is we take those stories. She lays, you know, she goes through that whole process of create space. So we we put it through their process. Um, you know, she does the editing, the compiling. We put everything together. Um, we've. This will be our um, our fourth book. So we're a lot smarter now on how we set up the pages and and do things okay. like that. Um, I let people know when the book's going to be out. Um, and then I kind of. So, what is that timeline? Is it generally the same timeline if you're starting for in January for your stories? Mm -hmm. What's, you know, when are the books usually coming out? By the end of the year already? Or well, does it take a while? As I mentioned before, I kind of get smarter as I go through. My goal was to do one book a year. I would do three a year if I could. <laughs> um, but what I did. Previously, most of my books came out around May, but as my wow. books got bigger and my stories got more, I really last year made, I had to go an extra month that didn't come out until the end of June. So I said, okay, I'm not going to do that this year. When I say it's going to happen, I want it to happen then. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to wait and this book's going to come out at, right after Labor Day. And I think okay. it's perfect timing. My stories are coming mm -hmm. in now. So, you know, the editing process, going through, mm -hmm. compiling, putting everything together, it's yeah. really going to work good. Right. Very well. And so you do it through CreateSpace. And what are some things maybe that you've learned that mm -hmm. you wish you knew with your first book that you could share with writers who do want to self-publish as well? Um, if you haven't used a self-publisher, I encourage people to do that. I always recommend go to a bookstore, try to get a, a reference, you know, a mm -hmm. recommendation, a referral from someone, uh, which I did. And they have a menu 
you know, uh, that you go through and you choose what you want them to do, what you don't want them to do. And obviously it's very cost effective rather than going to a publisher. Right. And um, So Create Space is not the publisher? Create Space is the publisher. Okay. But right. we do, when you go through a self-publisher, they, they contract out like five different people. Oh, like okay. each part, you know, one person might do this, one person does this, one person does that. Right. They ship it to, you know, usually down south, have the book published, and then you okay. get it, and things like that. And is there one that you would recommend that you usually go with, or is it just wh whoever's available at the time through well, CreateSpace? Well, now I go through CreateSpace, and oh, then my so marketing person does okay. the bulk of it. Like I said, this will be her third book that she's done. Okay. Um, so I recommend if you want to do a book, do it. Just figure it out, and mm -hmm. that's what I did. I had no clue what I was doing, mm -hmm. you know. And I just, you know, my husband's like, "Okay, you're gonna write a book." Now, well, I'm actually gonna do two DNA. I'm gonna do this one, and then this one's gonna come out a few months later. Okay. I think he knew how bad I was that mm -hmm. I needed something, right. and I just threw myself in the whole thing, and I needed to do that. Right. And um, my first books, I mean, they were awesome because they. Um, were healing and inspiring, but to put, put the book together, I look at it now and I'm like, oh my God, I would have done this different, that different, mm -hmm. and things like Of course we do that as people anyways, right. you know? And, um, but on my, uh, my other one, I, I got lost uh, off track, but my one that we ended up doing on CreateSpace, you just, my marketing person, you know, I, I did the scratch surface, I go through and do the editing, the, you know, making sure everything's formatted right, things like that. Okay. I send it to her, she goes through, does another editing grammar, because we don't change words, you know, because you go to a publishing company and lots of times they change words and they say things you can't do and you okay. can do and things like that. Whereas, and that's the other beauty about the book, people say, Eileen, I've never written anything in my life, and I said, that's great, that's what I want, you mm -hmm. know, it's everyday people, your story told by you is kind of my tagline. Right. Um, so, and then we do it to create space, and create space will, they have a menu too of things that you can have them do if you would like, okay. and then you get a copy, you know, copy back, and you go through it, and you know, of course it's never never okay. perfect on the first one and that's okay and you go through it maybe like four or five times and then you say okay hit the button okay it's a go <laughs> and uh, it's pretty exciting and so um, from like a business point of view now is this your day job or no this is not your day job it is not not yet okay and I most say, writers it isn't exactly <laughs> and I think people have to know that Colleen mm. I think it's so important everyone wants to write a book and they want to be you know a top bestseller and of course who doesn't want to be but it's hard Hard work. Right. You know, I work an eight to five job. You know, when I did my first couple of books, where I'd get up at one o'clock in the morning because I couldn't sleep, and I'd go down and start writing outlines or trying to get, you know, figure mm -hmm. things out. How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? And uh, now I have a system. I um, I get up between. I'm up by five, quarter to five, five o'clock. I work until quarter to six, and I do my social media, anything to do with my book, whether it's social mm -hmm. media, gathering stories, connecting with people, um, mm -hmm. answering any questions, um, editing stories. Mm -hmm. That's my time. I work eight to five. I come home during lunch. I check my uh, social media, and then um, I come home. I spend an hour of time, life balance. Right. Spend an hour with my husband, and then I spend an hour hour and a half on my books and then rest of the times with my husband. Wow and so and I've heard that you really do need to be pretty 
regimented in, in making time each, each day. day to try to do some writing, mm -hmm. even if it's just, you know, something that doesn't necessarily go into your end yeah. product. Yeah. Um, and so that sort of was not something you used to do, but you've started doing that. I do. I, and I have to. And weekends, you know, I, I, but I've come to the point where if I want to take a night off, I take a night off because I know the time that I put in and the energy mm -hmm. that I put into it. Mm -hmm. And if something comes up, if we have friends in from out of town or whatever, well, you know what, they're priority. Right. And you know, my, my, my books are, off, are offline for now. And that's okay because right. I know how hard I work. It's not like, you know, I kind of, and, and again, but it's being committed. It's, I'm committed and people do have to be committed, Colleen, in order right. to, to write a book. Right. Otherwise, they're just going to say it's going to be in their folder for 20 years. Right. Now, with nonfiction, um, how does that work with, say, like, do you have to get copyrights from each of these mm -hmm. authors that contribute, or uh, how does that work? Is it complicated mm -hmm. legally, or mm -hmm. what did you learn from what is, how's that, what's that process Another like? great question. Um, I actually put a form together. I did research. I put a release together. And I tweaked it a little bit, but not too much. And I'm actually kind of honored to say I've had three people that I've done podcasts with, mm -hmm. and they've used my release mm -hmm. to have me sign it. And I'm like, they said, you don't mind if I use your release? It might look familiar. And I'm like, no, that's okay. But I'm <laughs> flattered, you know. Right. I'm flattered that, that they did that. And you, you do. You have to cover yourself legally. Right. Um, otherwise, I think last year I had one person that, um, and I said to her, you know what, so-and-so, if I don't have your release, you're, you're your story can't go in the book. So, um, you know, kind of get you on the, on the right. thing. So you have to protect yourself. Right. And, um, and so how, does it, how did it go from you felt you needed to write your book and then to a compilation? I know you said you were reaching out to your friends. Mm -hmm. um, so did you always feel like you wanted it to be a, sort of a group effort or did somewhere along the way when you were starting to write about your dad, mm -hmm. did you feel... How did that trans? Did it transform, or was it always you wanted to have it be a bunch of stories? I wanted to write a book about my dad, and as I said, um, I said, to, you know, my, Danny just looked at me, and I'm like, okay, no one's gonna read it but you and I. <laughs> and once I reached out to people and got feedback, I said, I've got so much feedback. This I'm onto something. This is too good. And it's funny because I had to come up with a name. Mm -hmm. um, uh, of my series, like ASAP, before everything was being published, and you have to get an LLC and all this other right. stuff. And I'm like, talked about being under the gun, and you know, we just figured it out. So, and what's the name of your it's series? Unfor Unforgettable Faces and Stories. Okay. So, I wanted to have a, a good umbrella, if you will, mm -hmm. that it would cover everything, and it really does. Okay. And so, from a business point of view, mm -hmm. do you make money off of your books, or is it just enough to sort of cover the costs of your marketing person? Mm -hmm. uh, What's sort of the um, the business side end mm -hmm. goal, and then also, uh, are, do you feel like you've gotten your uh, creative side goal as well? So, sort of, how do those two things work? Because you know, you made a great point of everybody has a story to tell, mm -hmm. and just having it in paper and expressing it is cathartic as mm -hmm. well as fulfilling in so many ways. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, at what point maybe did this seem like it, it could make business sense? Mm -hmm. And does it? Mm -hmm. Has that been uh, <laughs> realized? And, you know, sort of talk about that a little bit. Sure. And I think a lot of people need to need to hear it because, um, you know, everyone thinks that 
with her book's going to be, you know, a, a million top seller and all this other stuff. Two of my books have been bestsellers on Amazon when they first were, went out. Um, can I quit my day job? No. Um, my books, it does get better and better every year that I will tell you. Obviously, I wouldn't be on my eighth one if, if it didn't, um, but it's not going to um, allow me to leave my day job as of yet. Yeah. But what I've developed is, by accident, is that I think it's important for people to know you, you can't just write one book and expect overnight success, so you have to parlay or you have to you know, go in other directions that's led. And uh, what, what I'm doing now is on this book, I've developed a program for kids, kids helping kids with a charity, with uh, tying in with my theme. And I've gone to school, did a presentation of 43rd graders, you know, um, and they're, they're participating, you know, and so now I'm going to do a children's book Wonderful. from that, and I would love to get into schools because I think it's important for kids to write. I think it's important for, you know, um, my theme is on first responders, but I, I only say that because I think that those are big shoes to fill. Mm -hmm. You know, with uh, first responders, they're so important in our life, in our community, our service, and our family. And we have to have backup people to fill those shoes. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, in the world we live in, it, it's, it's somewhat unfortunately taboo. To, to some extent, mm -hmm. and um, I think it's important for, for kids to hear the good stories, the good mm -hmm. things, the good satisfaction, and not just bad stuff in the world right. we live in. So that's kind of another mission. And they mission. look up to them so exactly. much, so it's sort exactly. of a perfect fit. And it was awesome because when I was in the school, after we got done, um, there was two, there were two policemen. I did it at my home school, mm -hmm. and there were two policemen walking around, and they I, to watch them interact with the kids was incredible. And you know, so I was talking to to one of them afterwards, and he says they come up every day, and they just they don't set us time. They just come in and they just talk with the kids in the world we live in. Mm -hmm. But I think it's important for kids to have, and for them, for the kids to talk about, mm -hmm. you know, uh, first respect, and just their enthusiasm and and stuff right. to get them going, if you will, and uh, and to be an author you know the right. teachers were thrilled and that was the whole thing they brought me in and I you know I talked about being an author and getting them involved and having them doing some reading and then you know do you take it to the next step mm -hmm. and I really liked that I really felt that you know what I think that there's something here and, and that mm -hmm. so that's another avenue of writing that right. I'm going to pursue and so is this going to be sort of the same um, format only in children's form for uh, getting stories from kids or mm -hmm. what is the so is that what you're doing or is it how's I don't that know working? Yet. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's how I'm going to start. Okay. Uh, and how it takes me and where it where it takes me I don't know. Uh, like I said I had a couple younger kids that had had written stories in a couple of my books previously and oh my god you just need a tissue, right? Okay. And um, I I said, you know, there's something here with kids, so that's that's an avenue I definitely want want to go down because they have so much to say, and sometimes right. they don't have an opportunity to say it. 
Nope. And, you know, it's a great way to focus them and also Absolutely. just, you know, the, the mental health aspect of writing, which you do weave so wonderfully in all your projects, I think, yeah, and we you. don't even have time to go in that direction yeah. right now, but, um, you know, that's evident in the stories that you're compiling. Yeah, so, tell um, lots of stories. Yeah. is there anything sort of for closing that you'd like to share with other writers, young writers, or even maybe, you know, looking towards to these younger writers and, you know, advice or absolutely uh, do it just do it um, don't don't put it off any longer be committed have a plan even if you say you know look I'm gonna write a page a week mm -hmm. if that's what you start with that's great and, and just go out and do it are you going to do it perfect and write all the time absolutely not are you going to have naysayers absolutely not but you know what you've got a story to tell and you really need to tell it yeah. All right. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Eileen, oh, for sharing your stories with us. My and uh, thank you for joining us with uh, the Journey of a Story series. And if you'd like to join us in the studio or if you're interested in learning more about our authors or the other authors that we've interviewed, uh, please visit theroomtowrite.com and have a nice day.